Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Look, there are over 40 elements to this resolution. Can you look at it from your perspective as to the main elements that you agreed with and disagreed with? Yeah, I mean, I think Mick outlined a lot of them to you yesterday. I mean, clearly, we totally agreed with the forthright condemnation of Russia the calls for their immediate withdrawal and cessation of all activities in Ukraine, uh, for them to recognize the integrity of Ukraine. We also voted for motions which called for uh, clamping down of assets in in terms of um, some of the new type of sanctions on the financial registry against Russian individuals and so on. The areas that we had a problem with were the ones which called for a further escalation of militarism in the EU for the sending of arms and weapons to Ukraine uh, to strengthen NATO's military uh, forward presence in the area and so on and to tie the European pillar in with NATO. The solution to that aggression, in our opinion, is not a further uh, escalation of militarism. Where passions rang high yesterday when I was talking to Mick Wallace was concerning the situation currently unfolding in Ukraine and it was very much fuelled by Alexander, who I had spoken to earlier that day, who found himself on the outside outside of uh, Kiev. His son is in Kiev, and he broke down in tears because of the fact that they feel so alone. And where a lot of the passion ran high was the fact that you and Mick, and I'm going to ask you for your opinion, but Mick stated quite clearly he was not in favour of putting further arms into Ukraine from a NATO base. What's your stance on that? Oh, no, I would totally agree with Mick. History has taught us that pouring more weapons into that situation is not going to help the Ukrainians. And I know that a lot of the people who make that point see the pictures and they think, well, they have to have the right to defend themselves. And I absolutely agree with that. But in the Iraq war and in the war in Yemen, the anti-war movement doesn't call for the arming of the Iraqis to fight the Americans. Not because we thought that the Iraqis didn't have a right to self-defense. Of course they do. But because it's not going to be enough. And forcing the Ukrainians to go in with even the weaponry that is being sent in at the moment is literally sending lambs to the slaughter. It's not going to defeat the Russian military, but it is going to come at the cost of hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian lives and millions of displacement. Right, but Claire, at the moment, the indiscriminate shelling of buildings, the death of civilians, many hundreds at this particular point in time, people like Alexander who want to fight, at the moment... uh, as I said to Mick Wallace yesterday, you, what you're proposing is leaving them like lambs to the slaughter. So this massive car, this massive build-up of troops outside Kiev that's likely to shell and could start any time. We've seen what's happening in, in Kharkiv. How can you not give them the right, if you can't put troops in there, give them the armaments to fight back? No, well, you see, it, I would put it the other way. I think pouring more arms in is actually making them lambs to the slaughter because the background to this situation, in the run-up to the war, there has been an increasing um, arming and giving of uh, military equipment to Ukraine over the past uh, year or so. It hasn't stopped the conflict. The EU now has decided to send in anti-tank mi- missiles, stringer missiles, rocket propeller grenades. These aren't going to be enough to stand down the Russian army. And if I thought that sending weapons in was going to do that, of course I would. But it isn't. It is only going to prolong it. The only way this can be resolved is by the international community backing up both sides in a serious peace talk situation. It may sound unrealistic, but it's the 
only way to do it. But you're dealing with a despot. You're dealing with Putin, who to me, like everyone is now, I, I was savage for call it, comparing him into Hitler. Now lots of people are doing likewise. Like Hitler, he, he Chamberlain and all these boys in World War II came over to him. He appeased them. He gave them slips of paper. Like who's going to who's going to negotiate with uh, with Putin? Very easy to to carry, you know, hype up tensions on this. Look, I have no sympathy for Putin despite some inaccurate media coverage. I would love to see Putin overthrown. I think he should be held to account for his war crimes. Overthrowing Putin should be a matter for the Russian people, but also for the international community. And our motivation in this is to call for a cessation of it. And it's not an abstract sort of pacifist ideological position. It's a practical position drawn on the experiences of the horror of war. And the longer it goes on, the more Ukrainians are going to die. And people can think putting weapons in it is going to help. It's not going to help. I'd love if it did, but it isn't. What about isms is what was mentioned yesterday after I spoke to Mick Wallace. It's going to be mentioned after I speak to you as well because you made you made comparisons to Afghanistan. You talked about Yemen, and people will say, "Yeah, two wrongs don't make a right." Let's talk about Syria as well. What's your view on that? Well, that's a very good comparison because the pumping in of arms, which flowed in from Turkey and from the uh, west into Syria, actually served to fuel a conflict which has gone on for over a decade, displaced 10 million people and uh, has uh, killed hundreds of thousands of them and decimated whole swathes of of that country. So it's precisely because of the experience in places like Syria that I don't want to see Ukraine going in that direction. But can you also accept, Claire, that right now at this point in time the focus is on Ukraine and that's what people are calling for to focus on that. So when you and Mick Wallace make comparisons to these other war-torn countries it's sometimes seen as a bit of a diversion. It's drawing the lessons of the horror of those conflicts and saying... This is what happens when you put more weaponry. We don't want that for the people of Ukraine. And that's the only direction in which... Are you seriously trying to tell me, Alan, that the EU sending anti-tank missiles, machine guns, rocket propeller grenades... And, and that's it. And a few yeah. volunteers from Europe is going to defeat the Russian army, yeah, one of the strongest armies in the world with a nuclear power. Yeah. That's, that's lunacy like. No, I don't believe that is going to say But at the same time, I, I can't accept that they should be left uh, with no armaments if they are going to be but, but that's bombarded. Not true. That's not true. Uh, no, Alan, it's not true that they don't have any armaments. There has been an arming of Ukraine over the past period by the West. There's been drones from Turkey in the last year. There's been deals with joint missile uh, boats from the UK, Javelin anti-tank missiles from the US. All of these have been pouring in over the past year before now, and they haven't stopped the war. So these tactics of arming Ukraine had been going on before the war. They didn't stop it. Now the war is on. It's escalating at the rate of knots, at a ferocious rate, and it cannot be controlled. And the only way to control it is press the stop button. And the international community is negligent if it doesn't do that. And you say, oh, that's really unrealistic. Well, why is it unrealistic? I mean, Russia can't continue doing what it's doing without the support of China. So China has said there should be talks. There should be negotiations. They're not going to, you know, leave Russia out high and dry, right? But they are going to, if you like, they're the only ones who can bring them to the table. But China aren't going to do that if the US and NATO are continuing to arm and fuel the conflict on the other side. So if the US said, oh, okay, 
we'll stand by Ukraine and the EU or whatever, and we will say, we will call a cessation, we'll stop our end. China, you bring Russia to the table at your end, because China is the lifeline of Russia. All the sanctions that the West are imposing, the Chinese are giving them a bit of a way out on that. And you sit the two sides, because China is the only one who can play that role. So I think the US, China, the EU... Probably, well, not the EU, probably it's totally discredited, but the France and Germany who led these talks before. Yeah. The parties to the previous Minsk agreement, plus China, need to sit down. OK, I want to give some of the comments. We did a poll yesterday. Uh, the, the comments coming in the telephone and on the text line were 50-50, but the actual poll itself, 80% of the people here in County Wexford who text in uh, disagreed with the stance you've taken. Uh, but giving Mick Wallace airtime is the same as you and South East Radio getting down in the gutter, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. You can't hide behind journalism with this as it's pure gutter journalism. That was one directed at me from Joe Moore. Uh, Morning Mix, uh, Wallace and Daly, by rejecting the EU resolution to condemn the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Mick Wallace and Claire Daly have left us in no doubt that their loyalty is towards the barbaric dictator Putin as he massacres the innocent people of Ukraine. It is embarrassing for Ireland and sends the wrong message to Europe if we allow them to continue to represent us as MEPs because they do not represent the will of the Irish people but are pushing their own selfish political agenda. God help the people of Ukraine. Now that's just a sample of the, uh, the comments I got in yesterday, Claire. Of course, Alan, and you know I've got <laughs> I've got plenty of them myself, as you can imagine. Um, this uh, issue is incredibly emotive, and understandably so, when we see the horror that's unfolding before our eyes in Ukraine, and everybody feels helpless and terrified against that backdrop. Um, you know, but first of all, in terms of the comments. It's not true to say that we didn't condemn Russian aggression. We fulsomely condemn Russian aggression. Where we differ, maybe, with some people, is how do you deal with that? I have two more questions for you. Um, The first one is quite stark. Saddam Hussein was found in a hole. Uh, Hitler was found in a bunker. Do you think a similar fate will befall Putin? I, I couldn't care less what befalls Putin. I wish he had been overthrown before now. I prefer to see him brought to justice for his crimes before an, inter- an international tribunal in accordance with international law. All right. And final question. What is your solution to all of this? How can you bring these parties to the negotiating table? How can that be done? And, I, and it's, it's difficult, Alan, and I think I explained it there earlier. I mean, the international community in its entirety has to do that. So the, the first player in that in some ways is China, who have indicated that while on the one time they're prepared to, um, if you like, act, I suppose what we call it is, is have Russia's back, at the same time they've talked about international um, talks, and an international negotiated solution. So they're key in this. So they need to, I think, go to the US and say, listen, we will bring Russia to the table, but we can't bring them to the table if you're going to sort of not listen to what they're saying either. So you've got to bring Ukraine to the table in an absolutely sort of, I suppose, hands-off talk situation where the conflict which has been... I suppose, unravelling and continuing for the past eight years is finally adhered to. And that solution is the Minsk II agreement, which Russia signed off on, which America signed off on, which recognises the integrity of Ukraine. But sadly, the international community up to now didn't allow that agreement to be implemented. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it's entirely possible. But send in more. If, if last week the EU, the US and NATO said, OK, enough, we will stand 
all gloves off, everybody around the table, no more arms, arms in, press the start button. It would be very difficult for um, Russia to withstand that if China rode in on that. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.